0: This is The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC. When you find yourself needing a roof repair and are looking for a roofing company, American Shield Roofing and Construction is happy to meet your needs. When dealing with a roofing company, you need a roof contractor who is dependable, who can arrive on time, and provide you a quality new roof in a timely manner. Our goal is to present you with honest, accurate information, quotes, and estimates. Call us at 361-343-7018 or visit us at americanshieldroofing.com. Proud title sponsor of the 2021-2022 Victoria Advocate Varsity Cup Awards. It's state time, baby, and we're coming to you live from Arlington, Texas. Well, we're recording in our hotel, but we're on the road. It's Sam Fowler, the assistant sports editor at the Victoria Advocate, joined as always by Mike Format, and we have a special guest the mustache extraordinaire, Kit McAvoy, our photographer, with us this week. And well, we only got one team. It's Refurio. They were the only team to survive the 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 state semifinal gauntlet that that was thrown down. There were some teams that maybe they could have, maybe they could have won. Maybe they maybe they they just did not play their best game. But in the end, it's Refurio, and there's a chance for for the crossroads to have a fifth straight state champion in football. We're going to get to the previews. We'll get to previews a little bit later. We will recap the three games from last week, and we will get all the the prep you need for the Class 2A Division I State Championship game at 11 a.m. on Thursday in a little bit. First, we want to hear from you. Give us your questions. Reach out to us Facebook, Twitter, or email on Facebook. You can Reach us at Advo Sports or the Victoria Advocate Facebook page on Twitter our handle is at Advo Sports and our email is sports at Vicad. By the way, football coaches, make sure to send in your all area nominations to sports at Vicad. Make sure that you like, comment and share this post with anyone that you feel needs all the all the best information on sports in the crossroads region. All right, let's get to the, let's get to the recaps, Mike. Last week, I mean, like I said, there were some teams that played that could that looked like they could have won it, but just did not play their best game. And there were teams that could have won it but just dropped it late. Let's start with the team that looked good right out of the gate, but then just sputtered the rest of the rest of the night. Edna Cowboys fall to Franklin forty-one to thirteen at Katie's Legacy Stadium. I was there on, you know, right out of the gate. They did the defense did exactly what it needed to. Franklin wasn't able to score. I think on the first three possessions, Bryson Washington, their di- their Division one commit to Baylor, he was held quiet early on. But he and Jaden Jackson ended up going off, both combining for nearly three hundred yards on the ground. Edna just they they did a great job early on, but then they just got worn down and worn down and worn down. And you gotta feel for, for that that group of seniors. That was a really great group of seniors that Jimmy Mitchell had. You got you've gotten to see him a few times. I've I've seen him a few times. I mean, what do you make of the season that Edna had? Surely, I mean, it it's they feel they should be up here getting ready for a game on Thursday as well, but you know, to lose to Franklin who won the three A D two state title last year, that's not that alone is not, not cause for for disdain towards towards that result i mean maybe they they feel they could have done one or two things different uh but you look at what edna did this year how can you put into context what they did
1: well great season for edna um great season for edna they uh you know they had a they had a good record they made it to the semifinals for the first time in a while um i guess uh, you could say the thing that was their bugaboo this year was uh Penalties and turnovers, that's, uh, in in all the games they lost, which wasn't many, that's what got them, basically, is penalties and turnovers. In a lot of games, they were able to overcome them, which is a sign of a good team. But when you play a team like Franklin, you're not going to be able to overcome those kind of things. So uh, I know they're disappointed they didn't go, you know, a step further. But, uh, a great season nonetheless. I mean, you make it to the semifinals. What? There are four teams that do that. And, uh, so, uh, and, uh, you know, for the seniors, uh, they kind of resurrected the program. I mean, uh, they had some good years and then all of a sudden it kind of dropped off and they brought it back now. So, uh, the challenge will be for the underclassmen to try and uh, live up to the standards set by this group of seniors.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned penalties and turnovers kind of being the big thing, you know, and had some good drives, but I remember in the, I think it was the second quarter sometime in the first half, they were able to get down into it, into Franklin territory a couple of times into the red zone or near the red zone. And then false starts on, on, on short in short yardage situations. One of those resulted in a missed 27-yard field goal. One of them resulted in what turned out to be a two-yard punt. Franklin would go on to score on that one. Then you and I and our good friend Kit McAvoy, we were in San Antonio on Friday as Cuero looked to make its first appearance back at state since 2018 when they when they took on a, a former regional rival in, in Wimberley, a team they know really, really well. Cuero they played really well. They they started out the they did kind of the same thing Edna did and starting out well and and their offense was clicking. But second half they they struggled to stop Wimberly and they, the offense struggled to get going after the second half adjustments by the Texans and Wimberly goes on to win forty two to thirty six. You I mean you and I talked about it this defense has played so well all year all year and this is the first time uh, you, we don't want to we don't want to really count the Silsby game because that Silsby offense was phenomenal. They have a division one they have a couple of guys that are going to go play football at the next level including some division 1 FBS uh prospects. But this game against Wimberly it's one that Quirl's defense should have stepped up and it's a situation where those mistakes in, this late in the playoffs get magnified. How does that? How does that kind of sour? Does that kind of sour a an otherwise fantastic season for the Gobblers who finished fourteen and two, or thirteen to two? My apologies.
1: Well, I, I know they're disappointed with the way the defense is, with the way it played in that game. But uh, if you look at the big picture here, uh, you know. Uh, with Jared Fikoc coming in as the new coach. Actually, their third head coach in four seasons. That's pretty incredible what they did that they were able to go so far, I think, because he put in a totally new offense. And uh, that that took some time for them to, to really get a hold of. And like you said, the defense was always there for them. But in this game, uh, there were a couple of things that we know. Uh, they turned the ball over three times and I mean, you really uh very rarely do you get away with that in a semifinal game uh, I also thought uh, Wimberley to be quite honest controlled uh the defensive front of Wimberley uh really controlled the line of scrimmage uh and that hurt Quero from uh get really they got some yardage in fact uh tyson williams had 160 yards but they didn't have the kind of yardage that they probably thought they should have had and uh so that they were forced into some passing situations which uh you know they made some plays but uh some incredible catches um that we talked about earlier by gibbs but uh you know overall i just feel like uh in the second half things just seemed to spiral and get away from them um and they made that good comeback and you know you you look at it on that final series that Quero had the ball on third down um Nataro slips and that of course forced them into a desperation pass who knows what happens if he doesn't slip that's just one of those things that happen in games and so uh, you can always look back and say but to go the semifinals two straight years under two different coaches is still pretty good accomplishment
0: yeah kit you were there and i want to get i want to get your perspective i mean you're a photographer you're looking through you're literally looking through a different lens than us Uh, but uh you know what what what's been your takeaway from these playoff games as we get ready to go cover the state championships
2: uh, yeah, well, just to reiterate what Mike was saying with Quero, it really did seem a little bit like a loss of momentum. And I, as you know, was not at the Edna game um, with you, but it seemed like kind of a repetition of what we saw in their regional final, where there was just some errors that compounded over time and that ended up costing them later on. Um, as far as Refurio goes, I mean, this is a team that I've noticed that you give them a lot of space. They have runners that can do some pretty incredible things. So Your inclination might be to hang back when they're receiving a kickoff, but someone like Isaiah Bland can just take that all the way back to the end zone. (laughs) So you want to give them room to run. Otherwise, you're just going to be taking pictures of their backs. And I mean, I've actually seen that with a lot of teams that we had in the playoffs. Um, You know, Shiners, Dalton Brooks is one of those people. A few people on Quero can do the same thing. So that's kind of what I'm going to be looking at, seeing if. Hawley's defense can shut them down, but that's pretty much my
0: takeaway. Now let's get to Kip mentioned Refurio. They had, I mean, I think, I think the Wimberley Quarrel game was certainly good. I mean, you had that hook and ladder that set up, a, that set up one of Gibbs's touchdown passes certainly made that game really interesting. But Refurio wins on a 20-yard field goal as as time expired. 24-21 winners over top-ranked Timpson. You and I have talked about it, and the biggest thing from this is go back and look at how they finished at the state track meet. Refurio won, Timpson, Timpson was two, so, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think that's a game where the ball bounces the other way one time, then we're looking at a different result, maybe we're not up here in Arlington, but, you know. Certainly, Refurio has the kids and they have the speed to keep up with a team like Timpson. Uh, you know, how did, how did the experience that they got during track season and the speed that they got during track season play out in, in that game? And, and, and how, how tough was it for them to stop, to stop Bussy?
1: Well, Bussy, uh, he's, he's a tremendous player. He's fast. He's strong. He's, he, he, he knows how to find holes. Uh, you know, I, I remember after the game going down to the field and seeing defensive coordinator Eli Boxall, and he looked like he had seen a ghost, and he, and he had in a way a ghost that could run very fast. And, uh, but what, you know, here's the thing, what they did, if you look at the, uh, total offense by, uh, Timson, they had just over 300 yards. But if you really look at that, Bussie scored on runs of 85 and 75 yards. So right there, there's 160 yards. Then you take any through a 50 something yard touchdown pass. So right there, you've got 210 yards. That means on all, but those three plays where defense limited Timpson to about a hundred yards, which is pretty darn good for a team against a team like that. So, you know, Timson jumped out fourteen to nothing, and I think Refurio was kind of shell shocked, but it it hung in there and was able to tie the score. And then, of course, uh, Bussy busts the play on the first play from scrimmage in the third quarter. But from that point on, Refurio settled down. And of course, you know, like we talked about with Quero having bad luck, Refurio had some good luck because on uh, Timson's uh, final drive. They faced a fourth and three in Refurio territory, and Bussy keeps the ball, and he tries to make a cut, and he slips. And they don't get it. Refurio gets the ball, drives down, and uh, they, they get a key pass from Keelan Brown to Ernest Campbell, and that sets up the winning field goal. So if you look at it, uh, you know, some good fortune there for them, and they took advantage of it.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor, White Trash Services. Then on the other side of the break, we caught up with the with the Bobcats at Waco Midway as they went through their final practice. We'll have interviews with players and head coach Jason Herring uh, the day before the state championship game after this message from White Trash Services. I'm joined by B.J. Nelson. B.J., why trash services what is it and, and, and what do y'all do
3: well thank you for asking we gather trash in the counties around the crossroads area we've been in business for eight years and we have dumpster trash can and roll off of companies
0: and you know y'all are y'all are big advocates for for sports throughout the crossroads region just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all all high school sports throughout the victoria area
3: High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football.
0: And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team?
3: You can give us a call at 361-361. 550 1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things.
0: All right, back here on the grid, Refurio getting ready for the state championship to, uh, on Thursday against Holly. Joined now by uh, Ernest Campbell. Ernest, this has kind of been a stage y'all been wanting to be on. Y'all got to a stage similar to this with with the state track title, and for you with your speed, I mean, you got to love the chances it when it, if it comes down to a track meet. How did state track kind of prepare y'all to to be ready for this?
4: Um, you know, we uh, for state, state track we like practice hard, you know, working out, um, taking it series, and it, it translates to um, football because we you know we did same thing though. Know we all wanted to win because we lost 55 to 14 last year. So we were going to start to, um, to be determined. So we started taking it more serious and practicing hard, working and recovering. And coming off of that win last week against, against
0: Timson. I mean, there's got to be a lot of, a lot of confidence going up against a team like that and heading into this week. I mean, obviously it's a good team that y'all got to face, but y'all got to feel c- confident that y'all can go out and y'all, y'all can beat anyone. If y'all play y'all's game, don't y'all?
4: Yes, sir. Um, you Know that that win boosted our confidence up a lot. So, you know, after that, we like we, it's not it's not a hangover. We're just gonna keep playing because a lot of respect to Holly and them. So we're just gonna show them what it is tomorrow.
1: And what are what in your mind are some of the biggest keys to y'all winning
4: tomorrow? Um, communicating. Uh, make sure we're getting the calls, reading the plays right. Um, make sure, um, like, like, if you're injured, you know to the coaches. You know, make sure not not to hurt the team. And
1: much it. Let me ask you this. Uh, they have some really tall receivers. When the, a receiver's taller than you, how do you make up, you know, for a difference when you have to play against a bigger receiver?
4: Um, I say my vertical because I can jump up. And my speed, if I like, breaks me off, still recover.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you feel like uh, you're, y'all are ready for playing on the big stage? And, uh, I mean, you know, because like you said, most of y'all – haven't been in this position before
4: yes sir we're ready we practice all all week um make sure we got we got like more plays for them so they, we should be ready
1: okay me a little video and then I'll let you go.
0: all right
4: well we'll be back
0: after break here on the grid all right we're joined now by quarterback keelan brown keelan getting ready for this week i mean obviously there's a lot of excitement oh, okay. for you though there's still there's still a job to do just kind of how much, of that, how much have you had to kind of taper off the excitement and focus on the task at hand, which is Holly?
5: I mean, you know, we practice uh, day in and day out every week. Um, so when we get ready, you know, I'll just tell them to be focused, stay confident, but just stay calm, you know. I didn't play how I wanted to play last week, so I got to make a big comeback this week, and we're going to be ready tomorrow for sure. sure.
1: And uh, this is a little different, you know. The routine's different. Mm-hmm. So, do you kind of feel like you've adapted to this?
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not like a big deal or anything, but it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's it's it really is different. But you know, we, we just we just stay the same. We stay refurio. We're just we're just gonna um, practice how we always practice, and we just don't let it affect us.
1: And what do you tell yourself? You know, before before this game, the state championship, to stay calm.
5: i, I just tell myself to be Keelan. I've been, mean, I've just been being me my whole life, and that's what got me with who I am today. So, you know, my coaches they keep telling me just to be me, don't think too much about it, and just go play football.
1: Okay, let me get a little video and then. So, last rap. You know, run through. What do you What are you really trying to get these
6: guys to do? Well, the, the 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 state championship schedule is so crazy because all year long we get to practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, and Friday, and then when you play on Wednesday or Thursday, you get two practices. So uh, it was a little more than we would normally do before a game, but it was only our third practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I petitioned the UIL, and they said no uh, for Sunday. Sunday yeah. uh, they said they only grant that to Wednesdays. Uh, But I told them there's only 11 hours difference, and we have to drive six hours. So, anyway, uh, hopefully they'll look into that. But uh, we we just want to try to be as ready as we can to play the biggest game of the year.
1: And this is a little different. You know, your kids are staying in a hotel and everything. What do you kind of tell them to, you know –
6: I, what I tell them is that we've put in a heck of a lot of work and a heck of a lot of time since we walked off that field against Vic, in Victoria last year. Mm-hmm. It would be a shame to ruin it tonight by not going to bed, staying up all night, playing video games, and being stupid. Yeah. You're either a champion or you're a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, these guys committed to this. We need to finish the job. I told them it's a business trip until tomorrow about 3 o'clock. And at 3 o'clock, it becomes party time, fun time, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Okay.
6: And- Okay. With with this group, I mean, you said earlier in the week that they're trying
0: to they're trying to determine their legacy and yeah. and, and try and win a state championship for them. When it comes to y'all's experiences, coaches, how much of that, uh, how much of success tomorrow depends on the players trusting y'all y'all's experience. Yeah, I, I don't worry
6: about this group of kids. These players love their coaches. These coaches love their players. I don't worry about these kids being ready. When I tell them to go to bed at ten thirty, they're going to all be in bed at ten thirty. This team's hungry. They've been focused since we started this track way back when we walked off the field against Shiner in Victoria, and they've done every single thing I've asked, and I see no reason for them to blow it tonight or tomorrow.
0: And now a word from Thrivent Financial. <laughs> Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent Financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. Welcome back in. We're just hours away from the start of the Class 2A Division I State Championship game. Mike, we saw Holly last year against Shiner, and Shiner was able to just kind of with with Doug and Dalton Brooks, they were able to bruise their way uh, past the Bearcats and just cruise in that game. Uh, It seems like this could be different, but if if Refurio can dictate the pace and create a track meet, it seems like it. I feel like it certainly favors them. I mean, what what's your takeaway, and what what do you feel are some of the biggest keys? the Bobcats this week.
1: Well, there's no doubt Refurio has a speed advantage. and uh, But they also, uh, I think they match up well up front against Holly, And on their offensive line, I think, uh, matches up pretty well. So that'll help their running game. Um, I think what uh, Refurio's biggest concern on defense is uh, Holly has two excellent wide receivers who are both tall. And uh, I'm sure they 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 want to limit the big plays from those receivers. Uh, thing about that Shiner game, uh, Holly hung with him in the first half, and then uh, Shiner kind of like you said wore him down. I think in the second half. But I think what Refurio wants to do is take advantage of its speed and uh, you know see if he can get people on the edge. And then uh, you know, they're still gonna stick with that uh that running game that's, you know, been pretty successful throughout the year. So uh I think it's a matter of Refurio executing, not turning the ball over, making mistakes, and uh that's the key to, to them winning this game.
0: I was talking to Kid about it. This is actually the first time in the season that I've gotten that I've gotten to see Refurio in person. So I'm a little excited because I've seen you, Jeremiah, Kit, Dewey, everyone get to go out and cover some of, get to cover some of these games with Refurio, and they've all been entertaining. They've got a lot of talent: Jordan King, Isaiah Bland, uh, you know, Ernest Campbell. Obviously, Ernest is certainly a player that that stands out with all the offers he's gotten since uh, since the state track meet when when he won all those medals. It, it's certainly been fun to see that play out from a distance. Now it's going to be a chance to see that play out on the biggest stage at Jerry world. It's going to be fun. We're going to be there. There's going to be plenty of coverage all throughout the day. There will be a live. There will be a live update article on the Advo sports site. We will have a post. We'll have a post game wrap up. We'll have a sidebar. We'll have plenty of coverage from it as well. Um, But anyway, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, American Shield Roofing and Construction. We want to thank White Trash Services. We want to thank Thrivent Financial for helping us throughout this year make this podcast possible. We're not done yet. Although, just a programming note: over the next few weeks, we may be—you may be seeing a little bit different or hearing a little bit different format than what we've had during football season. As one, we will try and take a little bit of a uh, breathers when we can to get ready for the spring sports season, Uh, but you can look out for the all area volleyball team, which will come out the weekend edition of December 25th, Christmas. That will be out then. Uh, That's going to be fun. we got a lot of stuff, Mike. I mean, we're, we're heading into the the end of the year. It's kind of wild. Is there anything you want to say to the people as we get, as we get ready for, to turn the page into 2023?
1: Uh, Just that we're, we appreciate, all the people that have followed along during this season and uh we've enjoyed it we've had some great games some uh great players uh we have a couple of players i think i need to mention that will be playing uh division 1 football with Dalton Brooks from Shiner and Ruben Owens from El Campo
0: we forgot we forgot the biggest news from last week
1: right of course that uh ruben flipped his commitment from louisville to texas a&m after louisville changed coaches and uh that means that both both our cover boys by the way uh will be playing together at texas a&m
0: yeah i buried the lead on that one didn't i anyway next week we'll have plenty more we'll have plenty more to wrap up uh the football season and Uh, to turn our eyes towards the thick of basketball season as well as previewing what's to come from the all-area volleyball team. All that and more next week on The Grid.